Ooh, that looks tasty. Welcome, folks, to The Hunger Gamer is back with another episode of Boards and Brews. And today I am joined by Kim Breeze of Tabletop Rebellion. And before we can jump into anything, what brewed beverage do we have today? So I have in my fancy Omicron Protocol coffee mug. Oh, nice. Just some... Uh, some local coffee, locally brewed coffee here to California. And because it's early, it is still early here. It's not early here. So I have split the difference. So I have Spreckers brewed and bottled in, in uh, Glendale, Wisconsin. And this is like all the wonderful things of it's what you want purple to taste like. So this is a grape soda from them. That is my, they do several other flavors, but grape is by far my favorite. And we found it on a gaming excursion to a place here in Ohio called Ravenwood Castle, which is a really cool bed and breakfast that that has a small gaming convention once a year. They have a library of games. So it was kind of a nice place for us to go hang out and they carried it. So we have hunted it down locally and can occasionally pick some up. So that was my treat for today. It tastes like you want purple to taste. And, and so is what I'm hearing, it's made with real purple? Mm-hmm. It's not artificial purple. So. It is gluten-free and caffeine-free, which might be good for uh, this show. Isn't, isn't most soda gluten-free? I think so. I mean, who puts wheat in soda? I don't know. Ooh, this would be terrible hoppy. Oh, this would be real bad hoppy. I prepared for the show last night by having an old-fashioned, but it was after five. You know, it's funny, if we were doing this later, I would be having it old-fashioned, actually. That's what I was thinking Oh, that's my favorite. That's my go-to, for sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, my my, my go-to has become a suburban, a little bit of honey in there. Ooh. And then fresh lemon juice. Okay. And, you know, it it takes takes a while to get the balance right, because it depends on what your taste is for lemon, right? Right. Yeah, there's a, a really cool spot up in San Francisco that's... I used to do theater at one of my other jobs. I do theater nice. and it's a bar and has two performance spaces and they call it a gold rush. I don't know if that's Ooh, just I what like they that. made up or it exists in like the world. That. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I've had something similar with four roses but, being cooped up at home. We've expanded our, oh, our knowledge well, and understanding of bourbons and scotches. Luckily for us. I mean, it was horrible. We did it, but we actually were in the process of moving when the pandemic and lockdown oh, started. And so we had sold our house, had an offer accepted on the house that we are in now. And then, however, the even though all the loans had been approved, they hadn't been locked in. Oh, God. And then it was everything started going crazy. And literally by the day, our mortgage broker was calling, say, okay, the numbers just changed again. It just went up. Oh my gosh. 0.2% or whatever it was changing, 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 changing. And then in the evening, it was the day that uh, Trump said, nobody travels at all in or out of the country, which wasn't what he actually meant, but that's what he said. And the NBA shut down. Oh God. And I I just told my wife, I said, we need to get our person just whatever, whatever they can get. Don't ask us, just get it because it's going to go bad. And God bless her. She found a place that did after hours loans based on what the rate was at 5 p.m. that day yeah and so we locked in that night next day went up half a percent so yeah. and so finally we were so we were able to get that and we, we had to move in the middle of the pandemic but it took a long time and because of that we have a lemon tree which was the point <laughs> of this which comes back around to the gold rush which is a beverage that you should try 
I like that. That's a long way to get there. So here we go. The first set of rapid fire questions that everybody Uh gets when they come on. Who the crap are you? What is your channel? What is your shtick? And how and why did you get into the review game? All right. Uh, Number one, I am Kim Breeze, a lowly little member of the (laughs) two-person board gaming group that lives in South Charleston, Ohio, a very, very small farming community. So that's where we're conveniently tucked only 45 minutes away from Origins. So that's where some of that kind of grew. We run, when I say we, I mean my husband and I, although he is a very quiet, he's the total opposite of me. He's a very quiet fellow who you probably only ever see his hands in most of our reviews. He's so quiet, he's actually in the room right now. and We just don't notice him. That's right. He's like, he's got an invisibility cloak. Uh, Also at the grocery store. But so we run a small little channel called Tabletop Rebellion. And we've been doing this for about two years give or take we 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 have we have taken the turtles approach to the race of content creation to settle in and figure out what works best for us so if you go to the channel we've dabbled in a little bit of everything and slowly getting into more live streaming because that's something that we can do together it is so nice to have a partner who likes to game with you (laughs) in a pandemic because we've got a lot of games sitting around here and so that has been a really nice thing for us to be able to do so we're getting more into the live streaming side of that because it's funny that that you say that i actually just had to tell a designer i can't do a preview for him because i'm playing with my wife and it's a type of game my wife does not like she doesn't like him she's not going to enjoy the game it doesn't matter how good your game is she's not going to like it i'm not going to do that to her because she enjoys games but she's not playing as many as i am so I got to right. pick and choose what I'm going to put on the table. And I got really got to pick and choose the ones that she's going to be less excited about. Yeah. That I think, gotta okay, you're kind not going to be excited parts. about this, but you might like it. Whereas like with the poor designer, there's no way. There, it's a, was it like a head-to-head, almost like Magic the Gathering style battling oh, game. Oh, yeah. We played a few of those. And, and she doesn't like that conflict. That would go over okay here, but. Like she, she doesn't like that direct conflict. I'm like, why mm-hmm. would I do that to my marriage? So right i can't Why do bring that? more direct content <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree we have the same problem with three-player games like so it's just us and the dogs aren't quite smart enough they try they certainly try to get in on the games like i'm sure beatrice does too but they try to get in on the games so i've got a couple that i just can't give a good review to yet because i need more people and i can't do that yet when we haven't found a great way to do that you know across the zoom call with someone so they're coming i promise yeah. So, uh, and, and you said that um, you're dabbling in lots of stuff. So it sounds like you don't actually have a shtick yet. But what? I'm getting there. I feel like I have a newer shtick. Okay. Well, we started doing, and they're really fun. We started doing uh, sixty cent component reviews. So sixty seconds. Kudos to all those wonderful content creators who can explain an entire game in sixty seconds. Like I'm a fast talker. I can't do that. Uh, I I just I can't do it. So I, if you watch our channel, you will hear us often. We love deluxified components, love them. Like we're total suckers for upgrading components in a game or buying the deluxified edition on Kickstarter. We just love the extra components. I get them. I get that you don't need that to play the game, but we like them. So we turn that into a 60 second kind of segment that we do. Um, shot in a TikTok style, that is, which is not my favorite style to shoot things in, but that's what uh, YouTube likes it in for those types of things. And they're called shorts. So it's called Quick Bits. So we've done a few of those and I've got a stack of games to uh, to get done. It's just been so noisy. We had a lot of snow here. 
So it's been noisy during the day. We live in a very old house, so it's hard to get get it quiet enough to record things without, you know, snow blowers or plows or the neighbor and his van that beeps when he backs up happening whenever we're trying to. Have you thought about when that happens, running outside and getting your neighbor or getting the person with the uh, uh, the snowblower and saying, take the camera and say, hey, look at this component. What is your reaction to this? Because you're already in my video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our streams, we have uh, a muffler man. Like there's a there's a, a car with a louder muffler that will come through town periodically. So muffler man will sometimes make an appearance. I, you know, so that's kind I, of our shtick. But we've done reviews and how to plays and pre. we do a lot of Kickstarter previews, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. And those are super fun. And yeah, we're doing our 60 second things, our live streams. We, we started doing some panels for content creators. We did our first one back in January. Is that seems so long ago. Uh, and we'll have one of those coming up again here relatively soon. I don't have the date for it yet, but relatively soon. Between now and death. Yes, exactly. Before so, well, taxes. Before taxes. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So, big question. So, what have you been playing most recently and not necessarily the same thing? What is on your table right now? I have several things on the table right now in front of me that you all cannot see. The newest is Nouvelle France which I just got back from, we backed that on Kickstarter and that just came in last week. That's a cool, I Fox. mean, because I mean, it, it, that means new France, right? Yeah. Wow. So the newest yeah. is new France. That's deep. It's, the problem is that it's this big, like it's Gloomhaven size. I mean, it's huge. I don't know where it's going to fit, but so that is, I love, I love Tetris on a board games. This takes it three-dimensionally. So you're, hmm. it's, you got these really cool, uh, it's kind of kind of very much reminds me of the game that Inside Up has coming out. So now I'm going to have two like this, which is cool. But they are very strange little 3D puzzle pieces that you're building the foundation of like a church and some barracks. And then there's another, I forget what the other pieces. And you're racing to build those. So that's so on the is table. Is it a, a Euro style game or is it like the um, era medieval age, which is, well, it's also a Euro style game, but I think that has cards you draw on that one. Yeah, this one just has a little bit of card. Like you're pulling a card to tell you, I think, which piece that you're playing. And then it, there's also Snowfall that triggers. So there are these really cool three-dimensional. And then you just the shake the whole board and see what falls down. Thankfully, no. That's I was kind of afraid that's what was going to happen. But these fit around the uh, foundations and the snow builds up. And so that changes what you're able to score as the snow falls. But huh. table presence is amazing. We haven't got to play through it yet. So it's here. We've been digesting it. It's We're going to try to play it this afternoon. So I was we'll, hoping we'll, I get to play it before we did. We talked today. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll, when's yeah. the 60 second bits? Because now I'm intrigued. I don't know if I can. I bet I could do one. I bet I could do one on it. But I need well, the bits. I need the bits. But we right, also so, we got Dune Imperium in last week too. Those are the two things on my table that we haven't played yet. Yeah, so on, on my table. And I, I've played Dune Imperium. My buddy loves it. I, well, yeah. Maybe not loves it. Likes it a lot um I, I played it with them digitally on okay ets or maybe table i don't know one of those whichever one of those two and yeah. um we played it and then we added in the bot so we had a third yep. player and you know i i thought I, I would say it's good not great and now people say that's like an insult i don't think that's an insult i mean it's good it's well, not- once you play enough like yeah i don't think that's a bad like if it's good like I, you have to limit great for really great games because then if everything's great then nothing's great right all the time and i i I so rarely it's happening more and more lately i don't know why that is maybe i've just been lucky and been getting better 
better, if you're listening to this big old air quotes here, uh, <laughs> better games to where I've had more and more lately that I can say that, you know what, I, I can be hyperbolic about it, but yeah. I try not to, you know, I will, you know, it doesn't mean there's not good stuff, but if, if I'm not like all about it, it's not great. But on my table, yeah. I have a game called Monuments, which oh had a, a, a failed Kickstarter. Yeah. And they reached out to me shortly after that. And I said, I, I, I don't have anybody that's going to play this. If there was a solo mode, I could do it just on the solo mode. And they said, well, we're thinking of designing one. I was like, okay. Nice. You know, and, and usually that means we're thinking about it. And then that's the end of it, which is fine. Yeah. But I'll be darned if five weeks later, I didn't get an email that said, okay, I have a solo mode now. And nice. can I send you cards from Belgium? And a package showed up from Belgium with cards. And then there was this huge thing because they're trying to relaunch. And this was a, you know almost a month or a couple months ago. And he said, well, okay, I've asked someone to send the game on. The game never showed up, didn't show up, didn't show up. Uh, um, and then he said, it hasn't shown up. I was like, no. And then he talked to all the other reviewers that had a copy of the game and had all of them send it to me. So one might make it. Now I have copies of this game everywhere in the oh house. My but so uh, that one, I'm hoping to get my last couple of plays in to That's really cool. kind of figure out how, how that works. That it's got some neat stacking monuments, kind of like um, Lords of Hellas, just okay. uh, type of thing. So we'll, we'll, you know, totally to be determined. So that, that's what's on my table right now. But what have you been playing the Very most cool. lately? So I've been playing the most uh, and recently Planet Unknown uh, on Sovereignty because the game hasn't delivered on Kickstarter yet. Oh, it hasn't delivered yet. Oh. It hasn't. Because I've been wanting to play it and I keep having, uh, well, whenever they do it on the Sovereignty on their game nights, it's the same day that I have uh, my student council meetings. Oh, yeah. So it makes it really hard. And for anybody, Sovereignty, there's the... Hopefully it doesn't come through backwards for you guys. Um, <laughs> it's not for me, but that doesn't mean that it's not. It's so I, I, I tried this one on a whim playing on one of the game nights on sovereignty. That game is everything I wanted terraforming Mars to be that it wasn't. And it, so it is not long and fun. Yeah. I shouldn't say that guys. I've never played terraforming Mars. I just have no interest in it. I kept waiting on, I'm like, okay, we did all the stuff. When does the, when does the stuff happen? And <laughs> It just, I know, I'm probably, I know that I'm in the minority of that. That game just doesn't do it for me. But one, it's, I love Tetris. I love polynomials. So I love Tetris on a board. You're doing that. There are, there are several different planets that you can choose from. So we tried that the last time. That's the first time I played on a different uh, planet. So there's all different patterns that you're trying to complete rows and commons or columns as you're terraforming. You can get little rovers, which is probably my favorite part of the game. Uh, and your little rovers and your little rovers will pick up life pods and meteorites and it is joyously good fun and there's just a lot of I've played that several times on there and it, no game has ever been the same like now you have these different planets that you can play there's different objective cards that come out into it and some are easier and then like a middle stage and a harder so even if you get used to the game now you can up which tier of event cards you're playing with and make it harder because once you get up to the hard level it's just all bad stuff that happens to you that game is crazy satisfying to play yeah i've been um well keep keep trying whenever it comes up they're gonna run one of those nights i keep saying i'm gonna play and it just keeps not not ever happening but 
eventually. We can set one up. We could do one on an off night. Because I have a subscription. So do I. And everyone, so could you. Because coming up soon, I have a giveaway, which is going to give away a whole bunch of codes for a 90-day gold subscription to Sovereignty. So, Sovereignty. We may or may not have some to give away on Tuesday night. So, yeah. I don't know if that's their um, tagline, but it should be. (laughs) Where the games are. It is, so far, everything I've played on there has been a lot of fun, but that's what I've played the most recently and really the most often. Um, and it was because of that I laid back that game. The, um, I can't wait to get the actual physical copy. I think it's going to be crazy, amazing table presence. Yeah, the, for me, I've been playing a lot of uh, Perdition's Mouth, which is Ooh. an older dungeon crawl, dark dungeon crawl. You know, nice. Go down into the dungeon and stop the cultists from summoning the insect god you know I like, it. like you do i like dungeon crawls yeah but what's interesting so uh this was sent to me to kind of do a two-part review i'm doing a review of the base game then after that'll go out then i'm going to go and i'll look at the first expansion and do a separate a second one of that kind of in the lead up to their big kickstarter Ooh. that they're doing q3 or q4 okay and i'm gonna watch for that one the interesting stuff about it is it's more of a Euro dungeon crawl. Interesting. Kind of like Gloomhoven. Gloomhoven. Gloomhaven <laughs> is a kind of a Euro-y dungeon crawl. Yeah. Little people try to say it's a Euro, but it's not because those those cards are just like they're just like dice, you know. Yeah. But the card play and stuff like that. This one has a rondelle system and Ooh, cards. I love rondelles. And so you're always going around the rondelle and kind of picking. Okay, if I've done a you know a charge this turn. Okay. I got to move all the way back around that rondelle before I can do that again. And so you kind oh, of. That's cool. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. To watch for that. And it's hard. It's hard because every mm-hmm. time you get hurt, you not only do you lose some life, which makes gives you less action points and blah, 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 but you have to add a wound card into your deck oh. on the top of your deck. So that's the next thing you're going to get. And it's possible that if you get. You know, the you know, bugs, so you know, you get infested by bugs. That's what happens. If you get two of the infested ones in your hand, you just dead. So you gotta get rid of these things, you get rid of them by playing them on your actions, which makes your actions you're trying to do yeah crappier. Yep. And they carry over game to game to game. So there's no leveling up. You might find some gear. You start as strong as you're going to be. And by the time you get all the way down to the boss at the end, which I have not gotten there, you are beat up. Oh, yeah. That's so, so thematic, though. Yeah, and it, which I think is really cool. The other thing yeah. that's neat is it's built into the game that's like, yeah, you have, I think I have seven heroes. And I get, in theory, you can play six. That's too much for you to manage. I, 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 like, yeah. I've been playing four because they're not, they're not that hard to manage. It's not like going on with the actual player boards. But it's really, it says specifically, switch them out in between levels you know, oh like, okay use who you want take yeah. read the brief see what's going on and pick who you want to take out who might be the most useful that's kind of cool yeah so it's Ooh. all very very clever it, it did yeah like the people who like it really like it and I, you know, i'm still early on but the, the challenges are it's very different than a normal dungeon crawl The managing that little rondelle is yeah kind of it, it's hard the game itself is very hard and so 
we you know so we're gonna see see how it goes but so that's i've been playing that a whole bunch that lately sounds cool and tied with that is this monstrosity dwellings of eldervale i'm kicking myself for not backing i'm kicking myself for missing the boat on that yeah one. you blew it totally blew it and i got I lucky know, enough that lockdown uh, kickstarter lockdown i'd put myself in because sometimes i get a little out of control mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that that's what happened and i thought no it'll be fine and now i'm seeing everybody else with it and i'm so jealous <laughs> i got so jealous. i got lucky enough that uh the uh, peter vaughn who's now with cardboard alchemy but he was the guy behind it he sent me one of the legendary copies oh cool which is totally unnecessary but those noise the little i i just had finished editing my review that's coming out and you can actually see it but noise making bases when you move the monsters and they roar that's awesome it's kind of that's the crazy kind of stuff i love yeah components for the way you blew it gosh but and so i've been playing a whole bunch of that solo and then playing it with uh, other people through the they have a very good tts mod okay um, yeah I, I just played a five you find a good mod on tts it's not too bad like when you find because is it like is it one of the ones that's kind of programmed too oh it even scores the end of the game for oh me. i love that like it's, that's my it's, kind of tts mod yep you like you drag a new tile out and it populates it with what you need and oh that's nice because otherwise you'll take three times as long to play the game while you have to manipulate mm-hmm. everything to get it on your board that's that's yeah. why i don't play as much tts yeah it's a little bit longer for that but as far as playing a game digitally it goes about as fast as any of them are going to go cool so yeah i just we played a five max player account game i got uh, peter vaughn was in there and some other people from cardboard alchemy and it took a long time to play a five player i mean five player game that's oh lot. yeah yeah because that's just i mean the nature of the beast yeah. with five players yeah, but it, it blast so i'm having a great time with that one good um, thing you're several time zones away that's right <laughs> me and the uh, dogs would hop in the car yeah. and beatrice would be unhappy she does not like other dogs <laughs> she well, she jumps up on a chair and just looks down at them looks like, you peasant too funny all right but her kingdom it's her palace i understand yeah, but now, speaking about you blowing it on Kickstarter, that's a perfect segue into our main topic when we're talking about crowdfunding. Yeah. And most people agree that when it comes to when it comes to board games, crowdfunding has been a boon overall. A lot of stuff that would never be created is there. Right. Perhaps it's a bit of a has turned into a bit of its own little monster, and which is actually the topic mm-hmm. that I'm going to be talking about with. Uh, a walker from so very wrong about games on the next episode nice. kind of the seedy underbelly of crowdfunding <laughs> i like it but overall it's been good for the industry and now there are so many campaigns and there are so many games out there i saw a stat that yeah. i did not fact check but that upwards of 30 percent of what kickstarter makes in the year comes from board games wow now did not fact check that. I have no a lot idea. Of it coming out of my pocketbook. I can tell yeah, you so that. it could just be, you know, some dude named Joe thought it sounded good. <laughs> you can make statistics say whatever you want them to. It's fine. One way or another, we can make that factual. Yeah. Right. But, but the fact that that is believable to us. Yeah. I, know, yeah. That, I could, for small as a community as board gaming is in the realm of everything else in the world, that's a lot. And honestly, I don't, I've backed one other thing on Kickstarter that was not board game related ever. Yep, and I, I probably wouldn't book. necessarily do it again. Yeah, I, I backed a book because a friend of mine wrote it. And I threw some, and uh, we backed another book because my wife's cousin 
was the artist. Those are legit. And backed a documentary because a good friend of ours, her son, was making it. That's pretty cool. Now, those are all like admirable reasons, too. I bought a plant. I backed a plant thing because I kill plants. (laughs) So that's it's this thing that hangs on the wall and our basil plant in the kitchen is about half alive in it. So I don't know that it really fixed the overall problem of me killing plants. Well, you haven't killed it yet. So it's working. Not dead yet. It's just a flesh wound. (laughs) But with all of these different campaigns and it's just... There are so many because people used to try to say, when's a good time to launch my campaign? The answer is there is is no no good good time anymore. No. Always something huge. And you have all these big companies are using it as their marketing and as everything. We talk about, come on, mainly is what everyone thinks about. Everyone did an eye roll all together at the same time whenever you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there really is no good time to launch. Now, there are definitely some worse times. Yeah. Don't be doing your pledge manager right around Christmas time. Exactly. But what, so to get noticed in all of that has become harder and harder and harder. So yeah. what we're talking about here is what makes for a good campaign that's going to engage people and make, if you're not the come ons of the world and make people come to you is what we're talking about. So what are your thoughts? I'll let you go first because I've been mm-hmm. battling. So I know... Uh, I, we've seen some people, hey, I'm going to launch my Kickstarter in a couple of weeks, and it's the first time I've ever heard about it. So it's really starting that marketing and talking up the game several months, if not, I would almost say closer to a year before, just because it takes so long for word to spread if you're small and unknown, if you're not one of those big companies, that if you don't start marketing that early on, then you're, it's, unless it's a, a low goal or something like that, I, or it just happens to capture the right people's eyes. It seems like those ones that just come out of the woodwork all of a sudden, Hey, we're going to go to Kickstarter in a couple of, in a couple of months. It's just not, it's, you got to talk it up. It just takes a long time for that stuff to ripple through, through the board game channels, through different content creators, getting it somewhere that people can see it, which is super hard now without conventions. So is that like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the added cost is to try to get yourself a digital version. I know it's, I'm sure it's not easy to get a digital version of a game that you could show people. Yeah, what I have learned is, um, at least with a tabletop simulator, it's not easy in the sense that it's tricky to do, but any moron can do it. And I say any moron can do it because my brother has done it for a few of the games (laughs) that he's been designing and is pitching to publishers. And he did it. He had to ask some questions to some people and watch some uh, uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. But he was able to do it. So it is possible. It's a it's very labor intensive. It takes a lot of time. But it's it's almost, I would almost say you gotta do it nowadays. You just yeah, you gotta have it somewhere digitally where people can try it. Because if you don't, people will just assume that you're not serious almost. Right. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like if if you are not passionate about the project to put that kind of stuff behind it, then it's hard. Then how are you selling that passion to somebody else? Right. And and even though that doesn't actually make sense, it's not actually true, but that's just kind of what, what it's kind of developed. That's kind of that, that Kickstarter and game found um, thing that, that, that exists. Uh, And along with that, you have the, well, you haven't created a lot of successful campaigns before. So yeah. That one drives me insane. I hate that so much. It's so unfair. It's the same thing as when you get hired for a job. Well, you've never had this experience before. I know. That's why I'm trying to get a job doing this. (laughs) 
like it's the same like I can't have experience if you don't give me the job to have experience and I feel like it's the same way with a kickstarter so we take I we knock on wood knocking on my table we have not been burned by a kickstarter I had one take a couple of years to come but it still came and I know that that I know that there have read you know comments online where they bought into this one and it never showed up I'm not getting into great big games that have never produced before, but the smaller, more independent publishers who seem passionate about it, and it's not a huge price tag, then that's usually what we're supporting often. And I we've never been burned by it. Knock yeah, on wood. The closest I've come to being burned was uh, Golden Bell Studios. Oh yeah. Yeah, the uh, unburned. Now, I actually wound up getting mine. I, I moved it on quickly just because the experience was so negative. I was like, I don't. Yeah. I don't want this anymore. Um, like so that that's that's the worst one that, that i've been involved but i some of my buddies have a couple of things that they backed which are apparently happens more on the video game side of it yeah i've heard a lot more of that on the video game side yeah like so some uh my buddy uh he has one that is uh i think like six years old now <gasps> wow i would just be probably wiping my hands of it at that point going well that's never going to show up but. oh yeah yeah that, that that's what, what what he's done about it but it's just a you know, it, it does, it does happen. Um, but thankfully not, not nearly as much along with that though, that there are, Oh wait, no, we didn't so but the things that, that make for a good campaign while you're in it. Cause there's that, to me, I think there's that engagement. Part. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you have to, especially the smaller companies, if you aren't engaging your backers enough to where they're going out and proselytizing for you, yep. then you're, you're going to struggle. And it's how do how does that happen? So when you're in a campaign, what is it that makes you want to run out and say, "Everybody, you have to"? Yeah, and I, I've actually had a couple of those lately. That I've been just as excited about the project, even being somebody who's created content for it. I'm a backer on it because I believe in the project. Um, but you see, some of them do things where, hey, if you back us day one, you're going to get your name on the box. And I'm sorry, people like that. It's cool. It's cool to have a game on your shelf that has your name on it. That. I'm never going to design a game, so it's not getting on there that way. I'll, so sell, I think I'll sell you a Sharpie for 30 bucks. I could you do put that. Put your name on it's a just, lot of boxes. I need a real fine point one, though, to get it. Or I need to get some real good calligraphy. Oh, if you want the fine point, that'll be 45 oh, and extra shipping. But. Price gouging. But it's like, so certain things like that, I think, catch the attention. And you have some anomalies out there. So I'll, CoreQuest is the one that I was shouting to the rooftops about. Because not just because Dan and Core are two incredibly wonderful humans, but this was such a passion project of theirs that you couldn't help but listen to them talk about it and be excited. But they did frequent Facebook chats. They created a Facebook page for the game that they were able to do a lot of marketing stuff ahead of time, get followers from it that way. They had different events during the campaign. So asking for people to, uh, or for kids to submit drawings to be in the game. And Fight in a Box is doing something very similar with Mouse, Cheese, Cat, Cucumber, where there are things ongoing during the campaign that keep me as a backer engaged and interested. Um, Fight in a Box is doing different challenges each week. You, As you do different challenges, you get submitted to possibly be created and drawn into the universe that this game exists in. How flipping cool is that? Yeah. Of so course I want to do that. Talking about the, the, the core quest. It's right over there. Mm-hmm. One of the people who did the uh, one of their playthroughs, uh, uh, Barrett from Meet Me at the Table. 
Oh yeah. He he's you know he finished. He said, "You want to try it?" I was like, "Sure." And he it's really fun. In. It's yeah, it's sitting right. It's still sealed because it, it got there, and I was like, "Well, I don't. I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to do anything before the campaign's over." So it's, it's yeah. still just kind of sitting over there. And I understand that it is a kit, a game directed as a family game. I mean, one, I'm not going to lie, being able to create a character and put it in the game is incredibly fun. It took us, I wasn't kidding when I said in our review that about 35 seconds into that, we created one of our dogs as a character, because why not? Oh, yeah, um, Beatrice is absolutely going to be in that game. Yeah, like without, Waffles without is in there. Like, see, they could go on Dungeons Quest together. It would be f- fantastic. You know, that that is kind of my my goal, that if I, if I ever make it into some kind of dungeon game, yep. clearly I have an animal companion, and clearly yes. they have to make Beatrice huge. Like, oh, that's kind of where we are too. Yeah, just it's this like ginormous elephant-sized Beatrice that travels along with me. That that's love it. that's the game with her grumpy face. Oh yeah, she's very upset. She's very it. angry. She's cute. She's she's incredibly cute. But I mean, that thing. I don't have children. I still back the game because we had fun playing the game without it having kids involved. They made that thing so customizable, and I think Dane even mentioned of making having some stat corrections that if you wanted wanted it to be harder for just adults, you could. We played it at normal range and still barely beat the baddie. So it's not like just a you know walk in the park perusing. They put game into that game. I would say the same thing for Mouse Cheese, which I know we were going to talk about later. Like this is a tiny little box, and there is a ton of game in that box. Like there's a lot more thinking stuff going on in there than you expect. And I don't know that you would know that unless you saw, but all the effort that's going into these campaigns, those are the two that stand out in my mind most recently. Um, Inside Up is doing their block and key campaign. They always do a good job of being very engaging during their campaign too, over on their Discord channel and certain things like that. And those are the ones that I see from small publishers who are not always going to get the, you know, 30 second funding because they're a huge publisher they're digging in and they're they're putting so much effort and so much love just even into the kickstarter pages they're vibrant there's a ton of information on there but it's well organized and that's the kind of stuff i think that helps them succeed yeah one of the uh, companies i always think about that just does amazing campaigns and they're larger but is uh, chip theory games oh yeah and because as I know, I haven't gotten in on all of their campaigns, but the ones the ones that I have, they they always have these stories that are going along with the characters, and we are making where the backers are voting on what's you know what choice yes, is the character that's going that's to make. Great when they do that, and those things actually get into the game mm-hmm. in some cases, like with the one of the Too Many Bones campaigns. Oh yeah, we we named the wolf. That's and cool. we named it incorrectly because they did not pick Snarls, which was a way better name than Nightshade. <laughs> of course. Well, duh. That would Shame been on everybody who Absolutely. voted incorrectly. But those things kind of get in. It just it was very, very exciting. And very. Yeah. Just, I feel that you you feel now you're vested, right? That's the that's the key. You you have to get. If I feel vested in a campaign, I'm going to talk about it in every group that I'm in on content that I create on content i create with other creators that's what that's what really reels me in on it and then you just feel passionate about it too yeah and it's the thing that works for them and kind of i guess what i would toss out to any you know future potential creators is, is they have all this involvement and all this story and all this lore and that it actually makes it into the game 
right which is the key so uh I'll, another company that does very good campaigns is druid city skybound games oh yes they do excellent yeah. campaigns and what i had found in the past was that didn't always translate into the game whereas so i, I think of a, one of their earlier ones a guardian's call i got it sent to me after the fact and i went back i was looking at the campaign there's all this lore and all this story about these characters and i was you know engaged but then nonetheless in the game and yeah. it looks like they've changed because i just got the valor and villainy finally arrived which i had backed solely Ooh. because of the campaign and the story they were creating and mm -hmm. the lore and the art and then it finally got here i was like well oh it's gonna happen again i'm a sucker i got grabbed but then it actually is in the game and it's actually there and so i i think maybe they've figured that out yeah but they run a great campaign very exciting campaigns and and i think that that's kind of the key and one of the things that they do is they're constantly in the comments they're constantly yes. making updates. And I think what happens with a lot of smaller campaigns is it doesn't start out hot and they go silent. Mm -hmm. And that's not when you need to go silent. You, you know, not a woe is me, yeah. but find the three people that are commenting and engage with them. And, you know, because when you see there's a thousand comments, you're like, oh, something's going on here. Exactly. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, well, I don't know, you just, you start to build a personal connection with someone, whether it's a content creator or a publisher, but if you answer me on a con on a comment that I made like that, you've made, you've, you've done something that not everybody does, and that's special to me. Yeah, I know. And, and people see that. Yes. And, and they he, see you doing this, and you're like, wow. And I get that that is <laughs> very little, I'm sure most publishers and designers are not getting a ton of sleep during a Kickstarter to keep up with that kind of stuff. But man, does it really make a difference, I think, from building that that personal relationship with now your consumer. And now I'm going to go tell three or four more people about it. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing I can only imagine for the creators is dealing with the $1 troll backers. Because it's a very interesting thing because you look through because a, yeah. you know, a lot of times there's very legitimate things that backers are worried about. Very legitimate. And other times... It's just obnoxious, but finding that balance to where you're not ignoring people, because if you ignore them, then people get upset. Well, why aren't you answering Kim's question? Yeah. She has a question. Why aren't you answering it? And you can't say, well, because Kim doesn't know what she's talking about <laughs> and she's blowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, All the time. But finding a way to engage and then move past it. It just, I can't fathom yeah. how hard that, that that must be. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen Connor McGooey from Inside Up. Like, so his newest game has these tiny little clay three-dimensional pieces. And people were like, well, what's the quality of that? It's going to snap off and break. And so he filmed a video of him dropping them from a certain height and then throwing them on the ground. And then I think he did another photo in one of his updates was putting a 15-pound weight on top of the structure because the, that game's really odd. The board is, or the box is used within the game. So it's a top and a bottom and it's got these structural pieces and people were commenting that they were afraid, well, that's not going to hold up. And so he stuck a 15 pound weight on it and said, this is the copy I've been playing on for quite a while. And like, he's not there. He's not, he's one that's not afraid to back down and show that kind of stuff. And, yeah, he, and I get it. I was like, well, okay, I guess I do. I didn't think about that being an issue, but I but think once I someone said it, the you production did. quality. Yeah. Well, so, and you know, I would just say if it was me, I would clearly put Beatrice on top of it. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, clearly. I think both of mine are too big. I don't know if they would have made it. I don't know that a game needs to hold the weight that is my Corgi or my Shepherd. <laughs> well, if it's Deluxified, it better. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a uh, you know, ch- ch- chubby Corgi rated, right? Yeah, chubby, chubby Corgi approved. Yeah, the the we, other we one. We got a whole new rating system for the channel. That's now. great. There's <laughs> there's another one recently that I thought ran a really strong campaign, and they they made mistakes at the beginning, and I know the. Uh, gentleman who was in charge with the of the the, the English language content because it was a game for, it was a Chinese game that's being turned into uh, printed in English for the first time, and the mistake they made was they didn't start early enough. Yeah, and 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 he knew that going in. He said, "Ah, it's going to be tough. We started late." But uh, the game's a uh, Ping Yao first oh, Chinese yes. bank. Yes, great game. I hope you backed it. I d- so you blew. We were it. also supposed to review it, and I and I was sick. And didn't get to review it so we didn't i didn't get to see it at all so i completely botched that one uh, a friend of ours another reviewer got to try it and he loved it so i'm hoping which, i can talk which one it. is that uh board game mechanics and they did a cool thing with the campaign and it again they started late but they had a for several weeks out prior um maybe a couple months they had reviewers on to the tabletop simulator and they mm-hmm. streamed a game and the reviewers that finished with the top scores got to do a giveaway of a pledge oh that's cool and you know there was a lot there was a whole bunch of people and uh we were supposed I, to stream it mm. it's hard completely side note as we run it's sometimes hard to be a reviewer and stream stuff because you tts running tts and trying to stream it is a huge hog on your computer that, I don't understand why TTS takes up so much. It's such a hog. Yeah, when when I, I have a uh, brand new, I got a brand new Mac for this kind of stuff, and even now this brand new, and you just like you know the touch screen buttons and you know all kinds yeah. of stuff. I turn that tabletop simulator on and that Ugh. fans is like, Vroom! yep, going crazy. But, so it was a very, very cool thing. But that it's that kind of creativity, I think. Yes, that's really smart. That that can start to engage and, and get people excited and because i think there's more than just doing giveaways yeah because pe- i mean everybody likes free stuff but but how many how many times have you seen on facebook you know oh, giveaway and you take you to, to the gleam page and you know i'm I'll not go, a oh, okay click 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 and then often i never even go and look at it right yeah, you're just doing the motions to get, and so you're not, yeah, you're not connecting with whoever that creator is or whoever that publisher is. You're just clicking to get the entries. I mean, we ran into that. I, we did a giveaway and I didn't do Gleam um, and just to hope said, you know, up viewership on the channel and didn't, I think people still enjoyed it, but it didn't, it doesn't do the thing you expect it to do because they're just looking for the free thing. I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. I Sometimes I'm the one looking for the free thing. Yeah, and, and I do... Uh... I, I do so I, I do giveaways for milestones you know like I just did a thousand yeah. likes on Facebook and thousand subscribers and we'll do two thousand you know what, whatever yep. but you know I, I don't use gleam it's just a I just do a Google either. form and you know you get one entry just because you feel like it and then I put you know you get extra entries if you subscribe and all that kind of stuff and you know it gives me I'll get a few subscribers and if a few people will actually become returning viewers which is great right but yeah it's not a huge I, I don't know that they work, I guess is what I'm getting at. I don't know. Yeah, that- I don't see a lot of people 
then sharing it. Hey, I signed up for this thing. You should sign up for it too. I don't know if, if yeah, it's happening. I don't want you to sign up because I want to win. Exactly. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, well, the less people I tell about this, the better my chances are to win. Yeah. So I don't know that I see a bunch of those like, hey, come like this. And I don't get as much in BGG forums. So I don't know if there's more of that in there or not. And, and I don't know, maybe once have I ever entered one of those and then gone and backed it if I wasn't already going to back it. Right. And that only happened with uh, actually with too many bones because I didn't know anything about it. I saw a giveaway. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of, what's that? And then I actually went and uh, the, one, the way the board game geek does their giveaways, it actually has, you get extra interest if you answer questions, right? And okay. that was back when I actually thought maybe I could win. And so I was actually going in and really looking and finding the answers to these questions. Like, oh, wow, that's actually, yeah, I'll have to, I'm going to have to back that if, if I don't win. That's the only one. And that was yeah three years ago. Oh, wow. I mean, it's hard. Like you said, there's so many. I mean, how many Kickstarters have just been out in the last week or two? I mean, big ones, great ones, amazing ones. And on my my check my checking account went, whoa, buddy, <laughs> you can't do all these. Yeah, so it has to be the ones that grab me more that I have that, or I backed one of their games previously and I've built that, they've done a good job and built that emotional connection with me that now I'm backing more of their games. Yeah, that's that's probably been the best thing about doing uh, previews and stuff is I... yeah. Get, get get copies of it it was funny the other day we were playing actually it was that valor and villainy game and um my wife said oh you did this one that they sent you for i was like no i, was like, I actually backed that and she it was funny she says she's like wait she's like you paid for a game <laughs> and she literally she said paying for games that feels it so is nice you get to try before you buy a little bit yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and i was like, I was like I, you know i, tend I, to back I do more buy some occasionally it. but it has been great for my wallet let me tell True. you true so we've talked about what gets us excited about a campaign. We've talked about kind of best practices about a campaign. Now, what what gets you worried about a campaign? <laughs> that was a knowing evil laugh. <laughs> it's well, it goes back to what I kind of said earlier. Is the the only interaction that I've seen or heard of this game that you're talking about is the communication that I just had with this publisher. I've seen it nowhere else. Nobody else is talking about it and i and or they're new now we i did find there was a campaign it was local to me that i was super nervous for them but they were so amazing and they were very um they were very passionate about the project but they were people who oh i forget what the terminology is they like to go cave exploring uh, spelunking thank you so they that's 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 the only market that they had even shown this game in they had no idea that there was a board game community and so i'd met with them and and was and they were they were probably going to do okay maybe with with just their normal group but we kind of met hey you know there's this whole website that you can put your game on and there's a whole and so they ended up they ended up funding but i that was the first time that i had run into someone who'd created a game that didn't know anything about games they just knew about what their hobby was. And so they were selling it in, in shops, you know, gift shops and stuff of natural parks and stuff like that. Um, that one was called Gone Caving. If you haven't seen it, it is a really fun card game. I think beyond the things that we've talked about already, the thing that will get me the nervous or most worried, the quickest is defensiveness yes. on the creator's side. Yep. And don't get me wrong. I understand. 
this is your baby. You have put thousands of dollars into this. Absolutely. Already, you have put bazillions of hours into this. But if you're bringing it to crowdfunding, that is the beast. Mm-hmm. And if you are defensive, and and I, that doesn't mean that everything's right. It doesn't mean you have to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to change this. But when they're defensive, that is yep. going to end poorly. That's a great point. Yeah. Because if you can't take getting feedback from someone who's here to help support you, because that's what I kind of view what I'm doing. Oftentimes, if I'm doing a Kickstarter, at least now, I'm doing it because I'm invested or, or interested in your project too and want hope, hope to see you succeed. And so if you're not taking feedback from that kind of positive place, what are you going to take whenever it's out there and just the trolls and the cutthroat people are now feeding you stuff? Because general populace will not be as kind. They're going to, if they're going to give you their money, they're going to demand some answers on some stuff. All right. So now this is the, the, the last question before we move on to talking about mouse cheese relates to, to you as a backer, not as a reviewer. When you're looking at a campaign, oh, apparently Beatrice wants to come into this room. Hold on, she is knocking at the door. <laughs> Beatrice would like to be involved in the conversation, please. The queen has spoken. And Hi, for those of you watching, here she is. I love how queenly she is. And then like I'm anytime going- you post pictures, I'm telling you, those are the best pictures you post. I'm not knocking any reviews or games and stuff, but when Beatrice is in it, you always have my attention. I pretty much everybody. So and I'm going to put her down and and she's going to walk right back to the door and say, let me out is what's going to happen. She just wanted to make her, her presence. Look at that. She's already looking to the side. Like, Oh, this is boring. (laughs) You, you people bore me. (laughs) I love it. She's the best. So when you are looking at a campaign as a backer, what do you like to see as far as previews on the page? Cause my personal feeling is when I'm looking at something, you got to have someone has to have looked at it. Mm-hmm. And that's not because I am a content creator and I want to perpetuate my success, big air quotes there. Um, <laughs> but it's because that to me, that shows that they have created something and sent it off to somebody yes. else for their feedback, showing that there is at least that transparency. It does exist yes. in some form or 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 other. And the second thing is, I always like to see at least one unpaid preview. For sure. And it's not because I have a problem with paid previews. I don't. But if, and, and I, I don't do uh, paid previews. I did one paid thing for something, but I was evaluating it as a teacher. Not oh, as a, yeah, because you know, it was four teachers. Yeah, we don't need But that's, you know, that is to me, that is, you are now an advertisement and mm-hmm. you are now. Yeah, it changes the dynamic of what you're saying. Yeah, and you are beholden to the people that are paying you, which again is not a problem, but I don't, and I understand why you do those because they have huge audiences and most of them make fantastic content. But I also want to see somebody that is not beholden to you in any way, shape or form. And they're just going to say, I like this, I don't like this. So if they don't have at least that, I'm wary. Doesn't mean I won't back it. Yeah. But I'm looking. Yeah, I agree. And I I will go through and look. I will go through and probably look for because they're usually tiered, right? I mean, most of the time you have names that you recognize, names that you've heard of before, and then people that you're not really hungry sure gamer. Who they are. 
um at least before i was doing you know it's just uh, i'm usually down here i will try to pick something from each of those tiers to get an idea of what because there there are publishers out or publishers there are creators out there who if i see their stuff on a video i'm always going to watch it like i usually check theirs but i do want to watch the smaller channels and see what their voice is on it too sometimes it matches sometimes it doesn't and i just being a small content creator i like to show love to other small content creators so i want to get you know they need some views too and i just want to see what they think about it because yeah. it's not always i like to see different styles of videos on a kickstarter rather than a rehash of the rules you know, seven times. So I look for some that do that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And I will, and I always have a, the utmost respect for the uh, designers and uh, companies that will put up a review that will have concerns on it as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's what I, I always do that for all of mine. And it's yeah. <laughs> every now and then someone gets really angry. <laughs> I do. I have gotten a few of those, but I will always look for those you know the people that will say here's some unanswered questions that we have about yeah. this you know what this is this is a fun game if the replay is there or if this design element you know this box thing and clay miniature if that all holds together great but take a look is that going to happen what are they doing so with the uh, kingdom rush elemental uprising which is on game found right now it's like, I don't know, it's like half a million dollars or something in has stickers and you put stickers on cards no and so and they're they're removable stickers they, they come okay off. all right but i was like you, no if i have if i'm paying for a kickstarter and then i have to put stickers on my own stuff i'm out yeah yeah it's a <laughs> uh because you, you can upgrade your stuff and when you upgrade it you i gotcha put a sticker on but people are like well, well, well hold on stickers like that's not gonna last and yeah. So in this one that I think maybe I talked about it, I don't know. But one of the things of a well, if these work and if they don't go crappy after five games, then that's cool. But take a look. What are they going to do about it? And then I use this example yeah. because there's not actually stickers, they're micro suction cups. Um, I don't know why I put that in quotes. That's actually term. what it says. Um <laughs> That's a clever and marketing term. Like it has a little bit of like the science, of like what these things are. And then at the end right. of it says, but if you think we're full of it, we're going to give you an extra set of stickers anyway. Uh, That's fair. Is it something like that? But, you know, those concerns are there. And so they weren't yeah. running away from these concerns. They're That's saying, good. hey, here they are. And we're, you know, here's our answer to it. And on the other hand, I've had one where it, it drives me a little bit batty because they keep running ads quoting me oh but they didn't use my video on their campaign because i talked about issues that they had interesting oh well the first ad they were running actually quoted me out of context and that really yeah that's not cool yeah they said you know this game is a must back hungry gamer when what i actually said was well if you like this and this and this and this doesn't bother you then this game is a must back. Like, that's what I said. Mm, I like but, it better if they ask me for a quote that I then provide versus watching my video and taking a quote from yeah. it. And most, most creators I see, they, they say, you know, they'll, they'll reach out and say, hey, can I pull this quote from your video? Sure, great. Um, but the thing that got me about that was not that they weren't using my video because I didn't get the views, you know, fine. Yeah. But that they were hiding 
from the criticism from the yeah yeah and sometimes what i'll do is yeah i'll just go to youtube or uh, whatever it is and i'll just do a search and see if are there other videos that are out there that they aren't using why aren't they using those Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that is very illuminating. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's someone's like, you know, I, I don't like this game. Okay, well, you're not going to use that video. Sure. But I always find that interesting whenever there's, I mean, I guess you can't put every video on a Kickstarter because then it would be too cluttered. And I think when I have seen some campaigns that have a ton of videos, I, I, I have felt, had the sense of it feels like it's too much. But then on the flip side, being a creator, if you gave me a copy of the game and I'm doing this for you, probably, and a lot of times maybe I'm forwarding that game on to somebody else. I'm not even keeping that copy or it's a prototype copy. So it's not, you know, it depends on what level of prototype it's in. Then if I'm not on the Kickstarter page, but I'm still out there, it kind of turns into, well, everybody, the views are going to go to those that are on the Kickstarter page. So how do you choose, you know, are you, oh, that's a weird question. I would love to hear from publishers. How do you choose what you put on there versus, because I get it. You probably want more voices than the four or five you have on your Kickstarter page. You just do those of us just hope that you do a search and you find it on BGG instead, or, you know, something of the like. Yeah. I I think um, having spoken to, I mean, there's very different tactics to it. I know, for example, like lucky duck games, afterwards well we go look at their campaign there's a whole bunch of review previews they send out a lot of copies of their game they're, yeah they're, they're kind of like the the shotgun method like <laughs> something will hit um but there's other companies that are very very selective about who it is that that they are willing to, to send something out to and then uh, i think it just becomes it becomes a the person who is in charge of that are really kind of having to dive deep and say, okay, once you get past the shut up and sit downs or the rados or whatever that are going to get yeah. you a bazillion views, even if you just look at the box and walk away. Mm-hmm. After that, who is it that these different smaller creators like us, who is it that they are reaching? What is it that they are doing? And what yeah. is it that they can highlight? So like, you're going to highlight components. I'm not going to highlight them, but I'll talk about them when they're wacky, like a noise-making monster base. It's pretty awesome. Um, I know, right? But with me, you're going to get an article also, and you're yeah. going to get a basic rules overview, which maybe you want out there, and then something. So it, it kind of depends on what they're looking for, and I think in some ways that that is an interesting target, and to find someone who's good at that is very, very hard because yeah. it's such a small community and how easy is it just to be buddies with somebody? And, but to keep kind of spreading yeah. that out, I think it's a very, 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 very challenging. I wouldn't want the job because the minute I say on one hand, like, gee, I'd love to be on every Kickstarter page that I do a review for. And on the other hand, I would legit look at a page and be like, that's too many videos on it. Like they're never, they're not all, they're just cluttering up your page. Yeah. So them choosing, that's a tough job. Yeah, I wouldn't, it's actually kind of one of my, my bigger fears is there's some designers and that I've become buddies with because I mm-hmm. meet them at conventions. Um, Johnny Pack is is one of them that you know he's local ish to me, and so I see him at cool. the local conventions and as well as you know the bigger ones. And you know we're we're buddies. We we chat regularly, and I am terrified of the day that he puts out a stinker. Yeah, I, you know, and and I mean he he knows me. He and he knows that you know. 
if something doesn't work, you know, I, I, I talk about it. Um, usually I give them a little bit of a heads up, like, uh, yep. uh, there's one, I won't, I won't say which, which one it is. It, I reviewed it favorably, but, uh, <laughs> I sent him a thing and said, Hey, I just finished, you know, just to let you know my quibbles, you know, I'm calling this thing out. And it's cause I, it's always, I'm always curious to see what he responds. And it's funny on one of them is like, ah, oh, I told them I didn't want that in the game because <laughs> it was good going through. Yeah. Um, and it's also fun because uh, my wife will play any of his games with me because it's a style of game that she enjoys. That's helpful. Yeah. And so when we had uh, Endless Winter, uh, which he didn't design it, but he's doing all the development on it and designing all that stuff. But um, we were playing and afterwards I asked her what she thinks. She said, well, she's like, well, this is a, this just doesn't work. This isn't okay. Like that, he needs to fix this. And so I sent him a message right away. I said, "Sarah says that you need to fix this, and I'll be damned if he didn't fix it." Because he was like, "She is on point. She is correct." Oh, that's awesome. Um, but uh, but so I just uh, have. But we have the real show. But the day that something comes out that I just don't think works, I'm terrified of that day. Yeah. So Johnny, don't screw it up. Well, and um, I even was nervous, like with our latest review for when we talk about mouse cheese, I was afraid I'd made it too short. I was terrified that I'd made it too short because there's a lot of things I love about the game, but we tend to try to keep most of our videos well under 10 minutes, if not within the, like the, if I can get under five, you know, it's just, people don't have a lot of time. So yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. As much information I can about a game. If I'm only depending upon what kind of preview I'm doing. Component ones are hard for Kickstarters because a lot of times those aren't done. So, or it's, so occasionally like uh weird giraffe games always sends me the best first player well they and there it's a uh, galactic raptor too they always send me the best first player markers and then i'm sad that that's not what they use in the game but you just segued us perfectly i'm good at that into talking about the game that we're talking about today which actually is live on kickstarter right now it's probably going to be about one week remaining something like this, that yeah th- th- this video posts i believe it's at time of recording i think it's at about two weeks remaining but we are talking about mouse cheese cat cucumber, and I'm showing off this giveaway copy I have that has the cucumber on it. The best art in the game, right there, man. Make I'm jealous, jealous that you have the cucumber. I have the cat. Yes, which is a hidden role game for one to four players, and is one that we've gotten to play as preview copies and on the digital app Sovereignty quite a we bit. Play together. Yeah, and. Let's talk about it. What What do you like about it? What are your concerns about it? I'm gonna make you be be mean to Seppi because you know he's be watching. Mean to Seppi's kind of fun. Seppi has been watching this whole thing, thing, sweating and waiting for us to talk about his stuff. Um, so, I feel like we should do a tangent for another 20 minutes and then come back to it. Just waiting. Yeah, yeah. To bring it up to it, to build yeah. up to it. So what's funny? So I will preface it with I don't normally like hidden roll games. I usually. In fact, I because I love their I love fighting a box small box games. I love Squirrel or Die. I love Hedgehog Hop, and I was real excited about this one when Seppi first told me about it. And then he told me it was Hidden Rolls, and I went, "Oh no, like, I don't like Hidden Rolls. I'm terrible at Hidden Rolls. I just like, oh no, am I gonna like this game?" And played with it through Sovereignty. Struggle like. I struggle seeing some of the patterns, but at the end of the day, I have, it has certainly grown, grown on me. I've heard some people say that this is the best title in his small box games. 
Uh, I believe that was me that said that. That might have been you. It might have been yeah. some smart oh, well, guy. I, 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 prefer, I think it's the best it title. Some really smart guy. I think it's the best title that they have. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, could, I do like processing, though, but I've been spoiled because a lot of these games, Seppi is the one who demos to me. And if you ever have the opportunity to have a game demoed to you by Seppi Yoon, you have a very different experience with it. Like you're more, he's so amped up about it that you're amped up about it. And maybe that helped. But I was really blown away by the amount of game. There's a lot going on in here. It's not just a maze game. It's not just a hidden role game where I'm trying to find, like Scott, Scotland Yard is a good example. That game, I don't care where the guy is. Like, I just, I don't care where he is. <laughs> I can't stand that game. Um, this one has a lot more going on with it because not all the characters are active in the beginning. So you've only got the mouse and the cheese hanging out there. So depending upon which character you end up playing as, which it feels like I'm always the mouse. I don't know how that happens. It just does. You're waiting on your time and you're just trying to build out the map. The thing I, I have a terrible poker face. So they almost always know that I'm the mouse anyway. I mean, to be fair, the last time that, that we played on Sovereignty, we started and you said, oh, I'm the mouse. Like You just said it. I've, I think I've just given up. <laughs> like I t- I'm really bad at it. Although sometimes I'll be like, ha ha, I'll say I'm the mouse and they'll think I'm not the mouse and I'm so clever and I'm not. <laughs> I just give it away. Yeah, I, um, I think, I think it's, some of the other uh, characters have a learning curve. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, this is not a game that you're going to master the first time you play it. And even more, more so than that, I think it's, I mean, the mouse and the, the cat are simple. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very clear and you have such agency over your actions. But if you are the cucumber or the cheese, especially if you're the cucumber, it's a huge waiting game. Because I believe the cucumber is always in the bottom three, bottom five. I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. It's the last. Yeah, it's within the last very, very few cards. And so it's this huge, long waiting game. And you're trying to set the stage for you to win. But you have no idea what everyone else is actually doing at any given moment. And yeah. it's, I think those two roles are significantly harder. And the first few times, well, the game takes 10 minutes. So I don't know, the first six, seven times you play, if you're wind up being one of those, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Or and, luck of the draw. The other two, the cat and the mouse just can't get their act together. And then it comes down to either the cucumber or the cheese winning, depending upon when he comes out. That's, that's usually my hope of if I can play the waiting game. If this game were any longer, I would struggle to play the waiting game because there would just be so much happening that I would just lose I would just right. lose control of it. The game plays in just the right amount enough time that if you are playing the waiting game, you're not waiting for so long. Like I yeah, think that's the the beauty. If it played any longer, I think if you were as a cucumber, I don't think people would like playing the cucumber as much. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I, I, I think that's part of the challenge. I'm going to do, do a quick pause and say, I don't know if it's being picked up by my mic, but uh, Beatrice is snoring. Yeah, so that's how exciting I am on a podcast. She's but, like, I hear this guy's voice all the time. Yeah, done When's he going to get me a snack? Right. Um, but so, and, and I think that, and to me, I think that challenge of those two roles, the first several times that you play, is the biggest hurdle yeah. to enjoying this game. Because I played with a couple of people their first times, and uh, we played um, three or four times. I played with my brother three or four times, and the first three three times he was the cucumber or the cheese. Yeah, that's and hard. he's like this. He's like, yeah, okay. 
I don't really. Eh. But when he played as one of the others, he enjoyed it significantly more the first time. And, and I think that is really the only. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to use the word flaw. It's not a flaw. It's just is what the game is. Yeah. But the thing with the game is that you really do need to play all of the roles two yeah. or three times yep. before, before you, you actually know if you like it. For sure. Um, I think that. And I actually prefer now I love being able to play on sovereignty because I like the socialization of it because we just have a lot of fun when we're playing. But I can I play the game better when I'm playing a physical copy because I can just see stuff better on it. Yeah. The the, 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 the rotation any game that you play on your computer is I can pick up the card and I can see how it moves and I can see the patterns a little bit better. I always laugh that Seppi will say Oh, I see how they can win. I never see that pattern. I think he's just <laughs> full of it. I think he's just talking. <laughs> I think he's just screwing with my head. Like, oh, I totally see how you can win. I'm like, I don't see the thing. Um, well, you you know how people have their filler words, but mine tends to be, you know, I say that a lot. Or, yeah. you know, um, his is just, so. I see how you can win. When he doesn't know what to say, I see how you can win. I have fun when I, now we've taken, we played this game. We we're, did have a chance to play it with two other folks who are in our social bubble. So we were able to expose them to it. Nothing else. No, no other exposures. And they got to try it out. And I think they both, one of them was the cat, the cat or the mouse. And they won. But I felt, I was like, wow, this game, I felt like I understood more of what was going on. That I could see the little mouse holes a little bit better because each of those characters have their own special ability. I have not quite figured all of those out yet. Like I almost need a seppy coaching of, this is the opportune time because when I've tried it with the cucumber both times when I've been him, I play it wrong. I think you know, I, I think I've got it figured out because you can place two tiles and I will I will go on the cucumber everybody and then I will play it wrong. Yeah, I think well, and I I also think that's one of the things that makes the game work is because yeah. you you do have that element of okay I'm trying to figure out other than Kim who is the mouse, I'm trying to figure out who might be each you know different role and i know they're trying to figure me out but yeah picking the time to use that once per game ability if you're not the mouse it's pretty easy with the mouse like you use that when you got to get away or you can get to the cheese by using this right now yep but the others it's a real that to me is like the core puzzle of the game is when am i going to do this when is this going to happen and it is such a make or break moment that, like you said, if this was a longer game, would be devastating. Yeah. That when you use it at the wrong time, and if this was a game of Battlestar Galactica, which is a hidden role game that, and not hidden role, but, you know, hidden identity game that I, mm -hmm. I adore, that's a three hour game. If yeah. I had a once per game power that was going to ruin it or win it, oh, that'd be horrible. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's so quick. And I think that's kind of what makes it makes it work and now i haven't played squirrel or die but compared to hedgehog hop the amount of gameplay in this box that is the exact same size it's astounding. astronomically higher yeah they get they i will say squirrel or die is a simpler game than hedgehog hop so they've they have they've grown in difficulty as he releases more of them but it blows my mind that you if i if i see this sitting on the shelf i'm not expecting a whole lot out of it you know what I mean? Like if I know nothing about it, I'm just Joe Gamer hanging out in my game shop and I see this and I see that it has the 12 minute play time. I would underestimate this for sure with the amount of actual thinky puzzly stuff that's happening in there. 
it's I would have never ever ever guessed that all that happens in that tiny little box. And that doesn't I don't know if you've played the the solo mode at all. Well, there's two solo modes. Yeah, now. true. Well, I guess three technically because there's the puzzle. Yeah, we also. haven't tried the puzzle yet. I want to try the puzzle. I've heard the puzzle was not easy. We were no. playing around thinking about like how do these even go together as a puzzle? I'm like, this is hard. Yeah, my, uh, I I set it up. I gave it to to my wife who does puzzles, and she she solved it. She said she nice. solved it. Apparently, the record is 45 minutes, and uh, she solved it in I think an hour and three minutes or something like that. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I had but, asked and, about that on one of their streams the other day. Is if they knew what the fastest time for the puzzle solving was yet? Yeah, the and I will say, had as Seppi told me later on that had I given my wife this version with the cards and not the one with the acrylic tiles. Oh, it would have been easier. Apparently, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, apparently the acrylic tiles and the prototype version don't connect quite as well as the cards do so it, gotcha. it was a little bit hard but i've played through one of the solo modes a lot um, mm -hmm. and actually did a, a video for him and then i think it's yes, a 20 minute video three games are on there i played three times because the first two times i did so horribly bad i was like oh, i'm gonna start again and i just <laughs> left them all uh, on there and what they told me and one of the things that i had also said as something to watch for is that if you are only going to get this game for solo play, that's all you're ever going to do. Well, one, it's $13. So yeah, you know, like you're going to spend more than that on your deluxe components for your Catan game yep. or whatever. I paid more than that for my geek bits for quacks of Quedlinburg. Oh, you paid more than a lot of stuff for those geek bits. <laughs> like let's, let, let's not lie. Uh, but you could have bought another Corgi for that. I know. Um, but uh, if you're only, I said, if you're only going to get it for solo play, maybe not. Maybe that's all you're going to do. Because if yeah. you're playing, I think it really, like all of their games, it shines with more people. It just, the more oh, people yeah. you have, the yeah. more fun it is. But apparently, and I don't know if this has even been published yet, they're working on a campaign style thing for solo mode. That would be cool. And I felt bad yet great because part of the like Seppi sent me a message so we're doing this because you said it's not just for solo mode and I was like oh my. and one I felt bad in my heart I was like oh I, <laughs> I I hurt I hurt Seppi's little beheaded heart I know but at the same time that is amazing yeah they're, they're doing a lot to create this universe of this game and I think it shows yeah I think it shows that unlike there's a comic strip ahead of time mm -hmm. For you to get to know a lot of the characters. Yeah. And, and unlike with a, you know, a hedgehog hop, which is just you know, fun, cute, dancing hedgehogs, like these characters have agency mm -hmm. and you can absolutely have your favorites and want to play them. And I think that's super, yeah. which kind of goes back to what we talked about with the Kickstarter campaigns earlier. That's intriguing to me. I want yeah. to know more about this cucumber and why he's so salty. Like, I want to know, and I can find out. And uh, so I, I think it's just, yeah, I, I already said it, but I, I think, and I said it in my article and everything, I think this is the best game in their catalog. Yeah. And, you know, I really like processing. And I actually think, I, I think End like of the Line here is very fun. Oh, yeah, we like End of the Line. We don't get to play that one as often because it doesn't work great at two, but... Yeah, and, and absolutely, and I mean, it's it's not for everybody because it's so mean. Yeah. 
like to play is, this one mean, you're mean to yourself too that's how that's how it like yeah. survived that's how you get away with it because you're just messing up with everybody yeah it's funny so like to, to play this one because it showed up right at the beginning of lockdown for me oh okay. I actually i set this thing up i stacked boxes up on the floor and put the computer on top and zoomed with seppi and logan yeah Yep, and that's, that's a, and I was sitting there holding with him too. Yep, I was holding cards up to the screen. They yep. say, "Okay, third one from your left, play the." It, it's it's really fun, but I think I would pick Mouse Cheese over it. I, I think I would agree. You know, uh, I, I think I think they've really done something very special with a thirteen dollar game. Yeah, I mean, well, and what's so cool about like the this whole moving maze thing within it? So if I were just placing tiles to create the room and and make the make the pass that would be a challenge in and of itself but the fact that every tile that i play has those little gears on it that's going to either turn everything it touches clockwise or counterclockwise and so it's constantly i remember the first time he showed us this game i was like whoa 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 the board state changes the whole stinking time like oh my gosh this i mean it'll burn your brain a little bit when you're trying to match the patterns and try to guess what other people are which i'm terrible at trying to figure out what roles other people are and you think that you have like you'll get yourself set up and then somebody will turn one of those pieces on you because they're doing something totally different it's clever it's he's there's a lot of cleverness in this box um and it's interesting that you're talking about that like you could you could almost play this game and actually i would be interested to actually try it where you know ahead of time who's who Mm-hmm. And it would still be a fun game. Yeah. But anyhow, so I mean, we're obviously pretty, pretty high on this this one. And yeah, and it helps. I mean, like I I, I will openly. Admit, well, I'm a huge fan of Fight in a Box and all the people there because they're a wonderful team. They're a small team who are very passionate about their games. And so you can't if you get if you get pulled in the circle and you play some games with them, you just can't help but feel just as passionately about them. I even asked him the other day if it was always these characters that they had in the game like was it always a mouse a cheese a cat and some cucumber and it was but i didn't understand why until they explode so of course everybody gets a mouse you know mice like cheese cats like chasing mice but where does the cucumber come into play apparently it all came from cats like real cats not in their universe cats don't like cucumbers so they found a bunch of various videos on the internet of people showing a cat a cucumber and the cat freaking out and so that's what tied it all together yeah that was it was it was all the rage for a little bit of like to the point where veterinarians started coming out and saying please stop doing this you're literally scaring your cats oh my gosh i re- yeah. somehow i missed that maybe it's because i'm a dog person so i'd miss the whole hijack your drive your cat crazy with a cucumber i had no idea that it was a thing yeah it might might work on your husband just you know he's not try. looking just put a you know, if you, you get up earlier than him in the morning, just put a cucumber on the pillow next to him. Like the horse's head in the Godfather? Yeah, right. Or to take a cucumber and break it in half and just... You know, him. the poor guy, I'm wild and crazy enough as it is. I feel like he would just take it in stride. Like, he's so even keel, and I'm just so out there all the time that he would just shake his head and be like, I don't know what that woman's doing, but she's up to something again. Yeah, he's like, oh, thanks, honey. Just picks yep. it up and eats it. But in any event... We have gone way longer than I originally promised. Sorry which, about that. Yeah, that's um, everybody down in the description. You'll find a link to Tabletop Rebellion, so you can check Thanks. that out. Whether you are listening or Coming watching, in. if you are watching, there will be a link down there to just the podcast version if you want it, and vice versa for if you are listening. 
depending on where it is that you are listening to this. And additionally, as we said, the fight in a box, or excuse me, uh, uh, Mouse Cheese will be live for a few more days after the go get it. airing of this. So go check it out. It's a $13 game. I'd say if, if anything that we said sounds from, sounds interesting, it's worth taking a $13 flyer on with, I don't know, for $4 real. shipping or whatever. I don't know. So uh, go check it out. Uh, Kim, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks Everybody, for having me. Thank you for watching. As always, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Stop. If you're a bad person, I just don't, I just don't want your game. Like yes. I had. Uh, yeah. I, luckily, most of the people we've had have been really nice. I've only run into a couple of stinkers so far. Like it hasn't been too bad. Make right. sure that it said that it was brewed before I brought it. it it's all right. Cause uh, Michael Kelly couldn't find anything in his house and he drank Kahlua and milk. Oh my gosh. Which is, you know, just like a white Russian without the, the Russian. Yeah. yeah. Without the uh, Russian. So I, a white? Ooh, that sounds bad. I'm kind of, I'm hesitant because the dogs are on the other side of the baby gate and they're quiet.